Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon. And thank you for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 112. This time around, we are proud to present to you part four of our troubleshooters game, which, yes, is... <laughs> it's holiday-themed, and by cracky, we're going to just take it on into the next holiday season, because that's just how we roll here at MTMJHQ. So <laughs> we're going to practically be right on top of Halloween by the time this thing finishes, because we still got Star Wars to finish as well. So here we are with the fourth session of Troubleshooters. And just so we can get on with the shenanigans, our cast includes Zophor as the director, or game master, or GM, because I can't remember what they call it in Troubleshooters, but I think it's director. Anyway, yours truly, Blind Geek, as Calvin, Dirk as Charles, and Manissa as Sally. So, without further ado, grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 112, Party Crashers, Robot Bashers. Hey everybody, this is uh, Troubleshooters, session number four. Here on Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue whatever the hell it is. Let's get to it. We got me, Blind Geek, and I'm playing Chameleon, otherwise known as Calvin O'Rourke. Uh, we've got Dirk playing Charles. Well, you know what? You guys can introduce your own characters. Why am I doing this? Blind Geek playing Calvin, the cat burglar, otherwise known as Chameleon. Dirk, who are you playing? Charles Gordon, the diplomat spy. Okay. And Vanessa, who are you playing? Sally Sackett. Adventurer and professor of archaeology. Okay, and Zophor, what the hell are you doing? Oh, you're the game the, I'm the... master. I'm playing everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not called the game master in this game. He's called the host. Um, I don't remember. Oh, maybe he is called the game master in this game. Anyway, he's the host, game master, facilitator. I'm and God. the rest, like I'm Gilligan's you know, and <laughs> the rest. <laughs> nice. Okay, so you all have been tearing up Paris and the surrounding countryside, and when we last left off, you were preparing to go to a party. I believe that. Charles, you had an invitation with a plus one, and your plus one is going to be Sally. And Calvin, you were planning on sneaking in as part of the serving staff? Yes, to Mr. Fezziwig's annual Christmas ball. Wait, no, that's not right. Wrong story. It was the annual Christmas ball for officers at the Army base and the police and government officials. We're not doing a Christmas kill now. No. No, I'm sure um, we could. We're doing how Robo Stanta stole Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was the title of the adventure. I don't know if I ever said it back then, but we're just selling. So, were you going to try and arrive early to sneak in with the staff, or you're, were you going to try and arrive after Charles and Sally already got in? I should probably arrive early if I'm going to try to be part of the staff so that I can run around and not be, maybe not be noticed, really. The serving staff has standard caterers uniforms, which I'm sure you can pick up at a uniform shop on the way. 
Okay. If you think of it, did you think of it? Of course I did. Of course you did. Okay. I'm a cat you, for God's sake. Can you give me a subterfuge check to see if you can blend in with the staff? Okay, subterfuge. That was much better than it actually is. Subterfuge, I rolled 21. 21. Nice. So, yeah, you've done this before, obviously. Casing joints and in the performance of your job. So, you you know the ins and outs. You know, you know how pretty much all caterers speak to each other. and You can just slip in and start doing the job without attracting too much attention to yourself. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm going for the gopher type stuff, not necessarily, like, I don't, I'm not passing myself off as a chef or anything like that. No, but like carrying clear. a tray of beverages or right. finger food or whatever. And right. so, so right now, they're still doing meal prep, so you're just hanging out, smoking with the guys, although, well, it's France, so you don't look too young to smoke, but <laughs> people do, you know. Aren't you a little young for this job? I'm not a teenager. <laughs> um, so you you're you're hanging out with the delivery staff. Give me please an alertness check. Okay, I believe that's the same rate as subterfuge, but let me double check. Yep, it is. Okay. Wow. See, people made fun of me for rolling all those high rolls in advance, but it's paying off now. Fourteen. Ah. I didn't know you were rolling in advance. Um, well, no, I mean, before you came on, I, I was doing some die rolls just for the hell of it. And I was getting like 80s and 90s. And I was like, yeah. I'm not wasting I'm not... all those high rolls for me. Thanks a lot. Well, hey, in this game, I was, it paid off. <laughs> so you do notice one of the chefs has an eye patch. Okay. So, uh, da -da -da, Charles and Sally. You are going to make your way to the party. I'm assuming you're dressing. Well, are you in a diplomatic uniform, Charles, or just a very nice outfit? Obviously wearing my dinner jacket, which has the tags of uh, impression at formal occasions. I get plus two pips. If, so. Ah, nice. Yeah. It's got my uh, ribbons for service in the military on the pockets there. Excellent. And did you let Sally keep her ear? <laughs> I had it repaired. <laughs> um, how, how are you dressing, Sally? I believe I am wearing a black evening gown with little like white quartz sewn all in a pattern on it. And then I have a very light, very airy purple silk lace scarf on so I can, you know, people are going to be, is she part of Octopus? Is she not? Ah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yes, and I believe underneath his uniform, Calvin is wearing a purple button-down shirt and Charles decided to go for purple tie, according to the notes, to go with his dinner jacket. And I do have my ninja thing under my clothes. <laughs> layers pretty smart yeah okay are you gonna arrive early on time or fashionably late hmm. i'm thinking just a tad late i don't want to be early or on time we want to be noticed to keep the attention off of calvin are you charles hmm? i'm just making sure you agree charles 
Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds okay. good. Okay, you show up at the ball. There's a couple people outside, but but clearly the party has started, and you have no problems. I mean, you you have an official invitation, so you're going to have no problems just walking right in. But why doesn't one of you, and you can decide whom, give me an alertness check just as you're scanning the crowd on the way? Well, my alertness is at 15. Let me do it then. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that'd be the answer. Just made it 61 under my 65. Wow. So as you're walking and you see in the crowd, just inside in the party, you see a couple talking. The lady looks extremely familiar. You can't quite put a name to the face, but you know you've seen her very recently somewhere. And the other one you recognize as that news reporter guy you spoke with, Pierre Martin. You recognize Pierre talking to a woman who looks... Very familiar. You know you've seen her recently. You just cannot put a name to that face. Uh, but they're like in the middle of the crowd. You just you just glance them as you're handing your invitation to the guy who then announces Colonel Charles Gordon. Is there a like Esquire or anything at the end of your name? He should be. I don't think so. And friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Colonel Charles Gordon, accompanied by Sally Sackett and um, the those closest to the door waiting for the professor who to come in. Professor Sally Sackett, PhD, accompanying. People casually give you a glance. They're clearly waiting for important people to show through. And while your credentials are good, you're not quite what they were hoping for. They were hoping for like a celebrity or something and so you are free to make your way to the hors d'oeuvres or wherever you do see the police chief that you've been talking with uh you do see he is in conversation with uh one of the party organizers all right i'll casually head over towards him Grabbing a drink on the way or something. Uh, you go. You do have to go around a couple people. It's, it's a pretty good party. It's um, most of the police force and the military officers. The tickets are comped, so they're all there. Free drinks, free food. Who's not going to attend, at least for a little while? He is in conversation. He's talking about the president giving a speech later on with the organizer and trying to set up arrangements for where it's going to be, how it's going to be announced, that kind of thing. You hear the tail end of that as you approach. Then he turns to this, oh, Charles Goodman, glad you could make it. Wouldn't miss it. Love the event. Thank you. And, oh, I do remember seeing you. I'm sorry, what was your name, Mademoiselle? And he he goes to kiss your hand, Sally. Introduce her. Professor Sally, I forgot the last name. Starts with an S, though, right? Back it. Back it. Louis the Sackets. Miss Sackett, you are <laughs> um, charming as ever, and he kisses your hand in greeting. Thank you, kind sir. Uh, so, how are you liking our lovely, lovely? Did you put makeup on to try and cover your shiner and other wounds, or are you wearing them bleak? 
Oh, I'm wearing a blatantly. Oh, I would have thought you were going the other way. Oh, no. No, no, no. I want everybody to be reminded of what these brutes did. So when I catch them. (laughs) Oh, no. So so he said, oh, my goodness, it looks like you were into some misfortune with them. What what happened? Just a little scuffle down at the mall office. Nothing to worry about. Oh, my God. well, did you report the ruffian who did it to you? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, I figured I'd take care of it myself eventually. Well, we do have men trained in keeping the peace, and, and we'd rather civilians did not put themselves in harm's way seeking revenge. Uh, you can give my officer here, Charlemagne, come, take this woman's report. And he summons over an officer for you to give your report to, if you would please, madame. And Officer Charlemagne would like to pull you away so he can take down your statement. Eric, uh, I'm going to switch over to you real quick. Okay. Um, The partisan swing and the catering service has been engaged. And which duty did you finagle yourself into? Oh, probably. Carrying trays, like you said, I guess that's... Oh, you could be carrying trays. You could be busing. Oh, you know what? Trays. I think busing tables, because then I have an excuse to stand around and eavesdrop, as long as I am look like I'm working. Oh, okay. Because I'm trying to hear something about... Eleanor. What's her name? Eleanor, Eleanor Melvin. Okay. You're busing tables. You're trying to hear about Eleanor. Please fail an alertness check for me. Here. Please fail. Thank you for your vote of confidence. No, I'm, I just want... <laughs> I just well, I do your bidding, OGM extraordinaire, <laughs> because I just rolled an eighty-one. Okay, you. Though I am tempted to spend two story points to flip it, you could do that if you want. Uh, does the story point they go back up to five? They do go back up to five. All right, so yeah, everyone's at five story points. Now I'm down to three, so I don't even need to update my sheet because that's where I left off last week, and I will turn that eighty-one into an eighteen. Okay. As you are cleaning tables, there's a table of scientists sitting together, and you overhear them saying that she was going to be here and could open it up and explain some of the workings to them. Uh, That was all you really managed to hear, but they definitely said it it was a she would be there to help them figure out the workings. Okay. Now, can I assume that we have walkie-talkies I mean, they did have walkie-talkies as early as the 50s, so they're big, bulky things. No, I, but... I, I understand walkie-talkies exist. I'm just assuming you brought them. Yeah, I think they'd be a little bulky to be... Uh... Well, I've got one concealed in my signature gadget flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> I will allow that, but I, I don't know. Did, <laughs> did you bring one, Charles or Sally? I don't know where you'd put one, Sally, not in that dress. Yeah, that's what I was about ready to say. Not in this dress, honey. <laughs> Charles, I mean, we have to have figured we need to communicate somehow. Otherwise, I mean, okay, well, you know, if we don't, and we don't. <laughs> and signals. Or, that's not conspicuous at all. You know, maybe you could clumsily drop something nearby and someone can bend down to help you pick it up and you can whisper furtively. Um, you all deliver a drink with you something written on a napkin that's right yeah that's true all right i will write down scientists say she 
should be here tonight. And I'm hoping they will infer who I'm yeah. talking about because I don't have time to be super detailed. And I will uh, go, I will, I mean, but see, then there's the problem. Can I find them in the hullabaloo of people? Well, that we will have to see. <sighs> just kill um, the walkie talkies, guys. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. I couldn't fit it in. Unless I put it in a very awkward place, and I don't want to be, you know, any <laughs> right, noises right, coming be, from that area. <laughs> that would be disturbing. Yeah. Um, so you are preparing your note, Charles. The police chief says, "I'm I'm so glad you made it." And and he lowers his voice and says, "The robots in the lower lab in the lower levels, but you're going to have to be stealthy, my friend. This place is being monitored." And then he says. In a louder voice, but let me introduce you to Edward. Edward is preparing for the presidential speech, and the president wanted to thank you and your two comrades for your service earlier in stopping the threat to the city at the mall. I do see your friend Sally. Uh, where's your other friend, though? Ah, uh, well, my invitation only had uh, a plus one, so my friend made other arrangements. Oh, that's a shame. He was really hoping to be able to thank all three of you in person, in public. It, it'd be a good press opportunity for him. Your champagne, sir. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm assuming there's more than one on the... Yes, yes. Yeah. Here you are. Thank you very much. You may go. <laughs> and yes, I just realized <laughs> as I was trying to improv, I sidestepped a die roll. To try to, so I did not do that on purpose. That's fine. It worked. It was, it was beautiful. It was okay. a good moment, and I love okay. the fact that Charles did not introduce you. That made me happy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, during his speech, the president would like to announce your, your heroic activities and bring you up and have a picture taken with you and Sally, and everyone will applaud, and then it will be over, and you can go back to mingling and enjoying the party. And that, that will be towards the beginning of his speech. To put everyone in a good mood. Is that amenable to you, Charles? How can I say no? Well, you shouldn't say no to the president. <laughs> so, uh, when will this be? Looking at my watch. Uh, we're still waiting for Madame Renfro, the society matron, who is going to be fashionably late. You know how that goes. And once she arrives, we'll give the party about 10 minutes to settle and then the president will go up to start to make his speech. So you've got maybe, um, we don't expect her for another at least 10 minutes. So you've got some time to mingle, but please stay close if you know what I mean. Certainly. Um, anyone I should uh, get acquainted with, I'm trying to subtly let him know that. Like, is there anybody I should be uh, suspicious of or Give some further investigation towards anybody he's suspicious of. It might be worth your time to visit with our scientists. The military scientists, they, they don't get to meet ambassadors very often, and they could use some social networking. And a couple of them are very new to the team and new to France, and your diplomatic talents might be useful in making them feel more comfortable, if you know what I mean. All right. Sally, um, uh, you, you speak their language. Perhaps you could uh, want to 
yeah. talk to them as well. Oh, and also there's a Captain Renard on the force. He is running the security detail for this party, so you may pay special attention to him, if you know what I mean. Oh, yes. I'll go speak to your scientist then and see if I come across your captain. Thank you. Well, thank you. And, and it's good to see you. Glad you could make it. Enjoy yourself. It's a party. Give him a toast to my drink and make my way through the throng. Okay, make your way through the throng. Eric. Yes. As you're carrying a tray full of trips of drinks, uh, you do I trip over. Trip. You do trip. Ah, uh, crap. You did trip. You were walking along just fine, blending in perfectly, and suddenly your foot trips over an ankle and you go sprawling, spreading drinks. Oh, um, oh excuse me. Oh, oh, pardon me. As you're on the ground, you see Pierre, and, and he whispers to you, Monsieur um, Calvin, young man, young boy. Yes, I'm not. <laughs> Octopus is here. Be careful. They have infiltrated the staff. I'm trying to be careful. What I don't need is people sticking their foot out for me to trip over just to get my... Okay. So I need gonna... to be able to warn you without attracting attention. You don't think this attracted attention? <laughs> Well, it's attracting attention of the party, but not attracting attention of Octopus. Okay, fine. All right. Well, thank you. Okay. Now, clean this mess up. <laughs> uh, all right. I annoyedly do as he bids. Okay. Thank you. I suppose you want replacements. But as <laughs> Yes, yes. As you get up, you discover he gave you a napkin and scrawled on it in handwriting. It's, it said lab number three. Okay. Charles and Sally, you go over to visit the scientists. Unfortunately, the police chief did not go with you to make introductions. He figured you would be able to handle that on your own. Okay. Do you want me to do a language role? In this game, language actually is typically a barrier. What language do you speak? She speaks science, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Science! I mean, most of the scientists are French. French and German. Okay. And of course, English. Yeah, of course, English. You shouldn't have a problem speaking to them. There is a German scientist, uh, or at least a scientist with a German accent. It's a pleasure to meet you. What, what can we do for you? I'm assuming you introduced yourself. Yes. Oh, we just saw you standing over here, and we wanted to welcome you to... I turned to the German guy, welcome you to... France and see how you're settling in and everything. Danke. Danke. Yeah, it has been good. They have treated me well here. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. It, we are studying an interesting specimen. Oh, did you guys? I was actually on scene buying Christmas presents for my friends when that robot Santa went haywire in the mall. Have you guys found out anything else about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we. Yes, we, we did find out um, it did not go haywire on its own. And the scientists start spewing out theories about remote control and reprogramming rays and mm-hmm. uh, the fact that they don't understand completely what's going on inside it. They are hoping to find the designer because there are mechanisms that are just confusing. They're not quite sure Um the mechanisms of a positronic brain. It's such 
cutting edge science that they're a little bit lost on how exactly the programming works, how it was reprogrammed and why it, it, it looks like the purpose wasn't to widely rampage. It looked like it was conflicting between the primary program and the reprogramming. And they're absorbed in this conversation, explaining theories and drawing little flow charts and diagrams and just getting all kinds of nerdy talk with you about it. I see. So this is a component of the brain. It looks like it has several switches built into its control board here. And by the pictures, did one of them get jostled or switched off? Because it looks like it's in a different position than some of the others. We did not notice that. We were setting the brain cells, but on the control panel, that, that's interesting. Um, we'll have to examine that in the lab after oh, the party, of course. Um, oh, man, I can't believe you can wait that long. If I had a new discovery like that, I would want to see it and check it out wide array. I don't know if I can stay at the party while that mystery is waiting to be uncovered. But we don't want to miss the president's speech, and, and there's free food and free alcohol. Let me buy you a drink. Sure. Thank you so much. This has been such an interesting conversation. We it are is. so willing to listen to anything you have to tell us. One of the scientists signals for somebody to bring drinks over. Are you participating in the conversation with the scientists, Charles? Are you going to do your own thing? Are you going to enjoy the free booze? I look for either the woman that I kind of recognized or if uh, the captain, that the chief. Okay. Uh, would you be willing to give me an investigation role for that? Hmm. You know, I'll save my story points and just fail. Okay. You definitely don't see the woman and you don't see the captain, but what you do see is two extremely alert guards that are guarding a doorway that there are several different doors and a couple of them have like one guard who's half paying attention half enjoying the party but that one has two guards that are being very alert Is there like any signs like lab three or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, no it just... you don't know about lab three yet. i just to tell you <laughs> No unusual sign. It looks like all the other doors, except that it is clearly being more guarded. Hmm. Maybe the door down to the lower level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the story point to activate my telepathic power. And no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as you're looking at that, was it Edward comes up to you and says, "Oh, there you are. Oh my goodness, Mademoiselle, what's your name?" Just showed up. I need to start writing names down. I'm sorry. Just showed up. So the president will be going Alan on. Alan Lenore McGavin? Oh, no. The other no, one. No, no. The Renfro. society. Yeah, the yeah. society lady. Renfro, yes. Yes. Okay. Mademoiselle Renfro showed up. And so the president will be making a speech zone. So now is the time if you need to tidy up. And I recommend you do. Now is the time to tidy up. You want to be looking your best, please. Okay. Thank you. All right. He does look at both of you when he says that, not just Charles. I'll straighten my tie and collect Sally. And, well, I guess we make our way towards there's a stage or something. Yeah, there's an area. Podium um, or 
Yeah, there's like a band, and then in front of it, there's a podium and a microphone. It's not necessarily a race stage, but it's, it's a clear area. Dance floor, podium, microphone, band. As you make your way, the band strikes up a fanfare with a French nationalistic twist, gathering everyone's attention, and Edward steps up to the phone, and um, ladies and gentlemen, the president of France, and everyone ups politely, and the president walks on stage, waving and smiling, and being a good political figure, and starts to go in speech. Thank you. I'm glad you could all come out today to honor military and police officials. Um, during the holidays, they keep us safe and guard us against both external and internal threats, and France would not be the country it is without them. Politely claps and goes on speech. And, say, and speaking of security, um, I would like to introduce to you, we, we have heroes amongst us today. We have the duo who single-handedly took out the threatening robot that was rampaging in our oldest and most important shopping venue. At the word duo who single-handedly took out, I drop a, <laughs> a glass. People look disapprovingly at you. and, oh, and Excuse me. One, Can't find a, good help. A, one of the catering bosses comes up to you and says, you need to take a break now. All right. I suppose that, yes, I will. Yes, sir. Yes, Get sir. off the floor. Go, 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 okay. go, All right. Go. All right. I will. I'm going. Yes, sir. I'm going. And Thank a you, lot sir. more people are staring at you as you raise your voice. You might lose your job over this. <laughs> um, okay. Well, damn it. I'll keep that in mind. It is Colonel Charles Gordon and Professor Sally Sackett, PhD. Um, I would love to introduce you to these heroes. Please come up. We look at each other and step arm in arm up the platform, giving everybody a smile, you know, playing the good political people that we are. And I don't know about him, but I'm thinking, man, I hope Calvin takes this opportunity to do some snooping since he's not supposed to be out here on the floor. Uh, I'm keeping an eye out for the sudden trouble that Octopus may take the opportunity to do something nefarious here because it seems like this would be the time that they would do it. It does seem like a good time, but for now, everyone's clapping and the president extends his hand for a handshake. Well, a handshake to Charles and obviously to kiss the hand of Sally. And Thank you. What was it like face-to-face with that robot of doom? And before you answer... Calvin, are you taking an opportunity to go sneaking, or what are you doing? That is exactly what I'm doing. Okay. What? Thank you you for providing. I was afraid I was going to have to try and like change my disguise a little bit and act all (laughs) drunk. We said I cased the joint, but I don't know if that tells me where the labs are. I don't know if security is just about breaking locks, or if that might allow me to infer where the labs might be. I don't want to just rely on a die roll to solve my problem. Well, you would have, in casing the joint and in your introduction to the job, you would have been shown the main floor, the kitchen entrance and exits, the exits, you know, where the bathrooms are, where the outdoors are, where the place you're supposed to keep the guests out of, 
or discourage the guests from entering. Right, which is um, probably where I want to go. Yeah, and then there was also the places where you were absolutely not allowed to go, which does include the doors that has the two guards that are on high alert, but also watching the action at Okay, the well, the first thing I'm going to do then is duck into a closet or, a, yeah, I think a closet probably would be better than the bathroom, and ditch my disguise and get into my ninja clothing, complete with my ninja kit. Okay, sounds good. So you are in stealth mode? Yes. Okay. So you could figure out a way to get through the door that has the obvious security, or you're going to try and find your way to the labs by going to someplace the guests shouldn't be allowed to go. You, you assume that the labs and stuff are on the lower levels because that's where they always keep them. Right. I am trying to, when possible, kind of hide in plain sight. And when not possible, I'm trying to sneak around to go toward where I think the labs would most logically be. Okay. I don't know if that answers your question or not. I'm probably going toward the areas where the guests are not allowed, but I'm trying to do it unobtrusively, which is why I wanted to use my ninja clothing to kind of blend into the shadows and all that stuff. Okay, why don't you give me a sneak roll? Okay. Does your ninja kit give you pips? I did not write anything down if it does. It seems like it should, though. No. The thing is, I can see it on the one end, I can see it giving you a bonus to self. On the other hand, I can see it giving you a negative because you're at a party and it might stand out. Hmm. So we're just going to do this a straight roll. How about that? Okay. And I thought I had a disguise kit. I actually do. Sneak is 65. And I rolled 28. You are one with the shadows as you sneak across the party. Nobody sees you at all. And you do make it across the room to one of the... Um, I'm assuming you're not going through the, the... You couldn't sneak through the door that has the two alert cards. You could no. try and talk your way in, or you could... Uh, I'm assuming you're going to a different path, like towards part of the military, like the administration area that they said they didn't want the guests going to. Right, and then I'm trying to kind of go back around to see if I can get past them somehow. Could you give me a subterfuge? Or, or no, investigation. Investigation. Okay, I think they're the same rate. Yep, 45. Okay. And that would be 38. 38, okay. That one die is like to stay on the 8. You do make your way out of the party and into the administration area. It is unoccupied as far as you can tell. The lights are off. There's nobody working. Anyone who would be working is at the party. You do manage to find a door marked stairwell, but it is locked. And That's okay. I so have my lock picks. You do. And as you get them out, prepare to lock, unlock. Well, let's do that one before we switch back over. Would you give me a security roll, please? Yes. I was trying to see if my lock picks give me a modification of some sort. It does not say whether the lock picks do. Oh, yeah, they probably would give you one tip. Okay. And I rolled 57. My security is 75, plus whatever the lockpicks give me. You managed to get in the stairwell and start to make your way down. Okay. The stairs go up or down. It's okay. your choice which way you want to go. I will go down. Okay. And we will leave you 
descending a dark stairwell all by yourself in the dark unless you happen to have I, your I have my signature flashlight. <laughs> okay. So you can't see in the stairwell. And we'll cut over to Sally and Charles, who have just had their picture taken with the president and been shown out of the spotlight. And the president is going on to talk about other people, other things. I don't know if you want to stay and pay attention to him and make me improvise what he's talking about, or if you want to do something interesting. I don't know, watching you flounder over trying to improvise what the president is talking about could be very interesting. <laughs> yes, but you're not there. You're in the stairwell. I know. <laughs> I was merely I know. pointing out. I know. Being a jackass. I know you were. As you come off stage, you do notice that the scientists at their table are extremely animated right oh, I say Eric, no animation one. pun. <laughs> <laughs> I say... I say no, no, I'm sorry. What was that, Sally? I said, I think we should go see what got our new friend so excited. Certainly. Almost like you're drawn to it. There you go. There you go. There it is. (laughs) Okay. um, Would one of you two please make a charm roll? Which I should have had you do way back when, but I forgot. I think this one goes to Dirk because my charm's at 15. Humanities, though, is at a 75. That makes sense. Yeah, of course. I succeed at the 42 under my 65. Okay. It's a matter of security, but you kind of got in their good graces before, and they, you, you look like a man that's trustworthy, and they're like, it turned itself on, they whisper to you. Uh, this, hmm. We helped shut it off once before. Perhaps you should take us there and show us. Okay, come with us. They start leading you to the heavily guarded door, and they get there, and the guards let them through, but then they stop when um, you and Sally are going through, and the scientists hear the guards, they're with us, it's okay, they can come. And the security guards say, I, I'm sorry, but we can't let you through without clearance, even if you are with the scientists. Can you show me your documentation? Didn't you just see we're heroes of France. You were heroes of France, and thank you so much for the work you did. But if I can spend a story point, I have a good reputation. So okay. this is certainly you know, I've got, got the uh, good words of these scientists and the president. That's true. And they did see you speaking with the chief earlier. And all right, well, okay. You're heroes of France. We can trust you. And they give you a salute and let you both through. Return the salute. And- Thank okay. you, kindly sirs. They quickly take you down the hallway to an elevator. The door opens and then they push the sub-basement two button. And you listen to French elevator, which is the same as all elevator music. They're probably playing Brahms or something. <laughs> and you're going down and they're really excited. It's, we didn't even think it had power left. It's been so confusing. So far, it hasn't done anything, but according to the interns, the brain started glowing and the eyes opened. This is very exciting. Let's hope not too exciting. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to repeat of the mall with all these dignitaries here. Oh, no. We took away the submachine guns, so it should be perfectly safe. What could go wrong? And you get down to the sub-basement. Ding. You leave the door. And they take you into the lab where there's a 
bustle of activities. You see the robot on a table. It's got a couple computers connected to it. It's got its head unscrewed, and there's a glowing orb with blue fluid-like liquid in the brain pan. That's the positronic brain, and its eyes are open, but it's not moving, but there's a faint buzz coming from it. And Eric. I'm missing all the fun. You are in the stairwell, and as you're going down, so you're using your flashlight. It's giving you light in your immediate area, but you do, as as you're going down the stairwell, uh, where are you headed? I don't know. Is it a stairwell with several landings? Yeah, there's a couple landings. It's going down. Roll me an alertness check, please. I think that's 45. 43. 43. Okay. Just as you're going down, just as you're going down, you do see a female figure at the door on one of the landings. Hmm. You. We don't have a description of Eleanor. McDonald. Uh, Eleanor. <laughs> Melvin. 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 Yeah. Melvin. You don't have a description of her. Roll investigation, please. It's 45, I, I believe. It's 45. Yes, it is. Yeah, that would be not. Uh, I rolled a 62, so I'm going to spend two more story points. Don't bother. Don't waste them. You don't recognize her. That's why yeah. I want to flip it, Game Master, so I do recognize her. <laughs> well, no, because she's going to tell you she is in a mind anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you don't need to. Because you have seen her picture on the bulletin board in her lab. Okay. When you were in lab, there was the cork board with all the pictures, and hers was one of those pictures but you didn't recognize it but she's going to tell you when she notices well i just ruined everything you recognized her she's eleanor she's okay at the door listening intently to the door trying to decide if she wants to open it or not now see this is where all that stuff that they tell you in games like apocalypse where you should describe your intent this is a great illustrative example because what i should have said to you is just do I recognize her? Because when I said, do I have a description? I wasn't actually caring whether somebody had written out what she looks like. I meant, have I seen a picture of her or do I know well, what she looks like? So and the was role mine. was to determine if you remembered the picture from the court board or not. Oh, okay. But then I got two and two because I didn't want you to waste your story points. <laughs> um, because you would find out one way or the other soon enough. And so I okay. shouldn't have even had your role. That was on the the. <laughs> point is she doesn't know who you are so how do you approach her or do you approach her or do you just wait because she has not noticed you yet oh i'm gonna wait and i'm going to try to follow her okay she's listening and listening and suddenly she breathes a sigh of relief and she slowly creaks open the door and she peeks out and then she slips through the door and she opens it just wide enough for her to get through and slips through to the other side Okay, can I try to get through before it closes? Sure, give me, uh, let's just say, agility. Okay, one of my better stats. As long as the dice don't do something stupid, like rolling an 89. You... Okay. Uh, I so... shouldn't have taunted them. I shouldn't have taunted them. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. You have acrobatics. What does that skill do? It says I ignore any requirements for this ability. That's all I have written oh. down. I'm not sure what that means. So 
you do make it through before it closes, but she had stopped on the other side of the door, so you run right into her. At that moment, we switch over to Sally and Charles, was the scientist, looking at this robo-Santa who's brain has activated and its eyes have opened. Sally, can you make any sense out of this thing? Is it about to go rogue on us? Well, I mean, I have a 65 in science and a 65 in investigation, so I could roll one of those to see. Check uh, it sure. Out. Have a look at their measurements there. The, the computer stuff, you know. I'm sure yeah. it'll, it'll tell you all the information you need. Why don't you science at it? <laughs> no. I <laughs> You Man. jinxed us all, Eric. You jinxed us all. 89. 89. Well, at least yes. it's not bad karma. Um, yeah, you can just flip it to a 98. So you, yeah. <laughs> you're looking at it, and you do notice that the switch that you pointed out to the other scientists the one that had been switched in the opposite position, is glowing a little bit. Well, I don't know if it's going to attack or not, but, you know, the sketches you sewed, was this glowing when you guys made that sketches? Because, you know, the sketches probably wouldn't show that. Um, no. Well, when we made the sketch, the, the thing has had no power. It's, it's been dormant, and that is the only switch that's glowing. Yeah. Well, there's two things we can do here. We can... Wait to see what happens, or we can try switching that switch off. Those are our choices. Those are your choices. What are you going to do, Sally? Oh, let's try switching it to the other side. I've never known a role player yet who wouldn't push the button when given the opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we have to take that bait. So, you you yeah. flip the switch, and the... Santa's head to its left, turns to it right, its right, goes back to center and says, Ho, ho, ho! Have you been naughty or have you been nice? That is the question perplexing the wise. Will you get presents this season of ice? <laughs> the purple will kill you like cats killing mice. You see a purple stain spread through the positrotic brain as the blue light fades and the Santa goes silent and then rises up off the table, swings arms madly, smashing computer equipment. It knocks a scientist through the door and it turns, staring at Charles's purple tie and Sally's purple scarf. And starts menacingly approaching you. That was the wrong switch, Sally. Please. Thank you so um, much for pointing that out to me. That is going in the trailer. There is one. And Eric, you heard the voice and the commotion and saw a scientist come flying out the door about 15 feet down the hallway. And, okay. and the woman with you says, oh, no, under her breath. So could everybody please roll initiative while I look up how initiative works? <laughs> okay. Because it's been a while since we've... Yes, it has. Things. Yeah. Uh, initiative, initiative was kind of weird here, right? Yes, it yeah. Because yeah. it's like you roll against your number, and if you pass, you add them together, 
and if you fail, you take the single digits. So sometimes you can get a higher or something like that. I need to find it. I'm sorry. Oh, is it alertness? Is that what we roll for initiative? I don't see an initiative stat. I forgot. It's been yeah. too- I, it might be alertness. I'm I'm looking it up. I was having so much fun. I forgot about rules. <laughs> Whatever it is, I rolled a 77. So that is not. Good. Uh, that although is, it does kind of make sense that I would fail it given the circumstances. Car- that is karma, though. So hold on to that and remind me of it in mind, and I'll see how I punish you. Okay. Ask okay. for alertness or basic skill for director characters. Okay. Bad karma initiative is zero. If the oh, check that's fails, scary. your initiative is the ones on the roll. If the check succeeds, your initiative is the tens plus the ones on good karma at ten to your initiative. Thank you. That's perfect. Oh, yeah, and I just found it myself. So you got bad karma, so your initiative is zero, Eric. And also, let me look up what bad karma does to you. Wait, what's the difference from failing? And Oh, because I rolled doubles? Because you rolled doubles and you rolled higher than your alertness. Okay. I'm not, I'm not doubles, disputing it. I'm just trying to understand. Doubles causes karma. Okay. And if you and succeed with doubles, it's good. If you fail with doubles, it's bad. I, I got you. Okay. Yes. Cool. I just have to remember what karma does. In the meantime, did Sally and Charles also roll their karma? Yeah, I got her 46. I think I rolled the best I could. I My alertness is 65, and I rolled a 65. So nice! 11 and karma. On, 11, yeah. 11. And what did you say, Sally? 46. And your alertness is... 15. 15. So you got a six, and Kelvin got zero, and Robo Santa got seven. So it's going to be Charles, Robo, Sally, and Kelvin's batting cleanup. Oh, wait. Oh, Eleanor goes before Robo Santa. Eleanor got an eight. Okay. So the order is. Charles, oh. Eleanor, Robo, Sally, Calvin. So, Charles, you've got uh, Robo Santa Part 2. Its brain is open this time. It does not have a submachine gun. It is uh, right now just got its big robot fists and it's staring death at you and your purple tie and approaching. I'm going to do something similar to. <laughs> I did before. I am pulling my tie off and like swinging it around, and I'm trying to get his attention and lead it so that it's not paying attention to Sally and like it'll have to lead it through, you know, some of the equipment and stuff so it doesn't have a straight line to me. So it'll slow it down. Okay. Like, so there's some of the workbenches and computer banks and stuff. Yeah, because computers are bulky in this day yeah. and age. So that trick probably. Yeah, trickery. Is there trickery? Subterfuge. Yeah, I was thinking subterfuge until you said trickery, and then subterfuge, please. Uh, 41 under my 75. I will succeed. Okay, so you did succeed. It is mesmerized by your tie and following that so that it is going through computers and machinery and not being direct. It's going to have a minus two pips to its combat rolls. So... If it's one digit is a one or a two, it automatically fails whatever it's doing for the combat. On its turn, it is going to 
I thought Eleanor was first. Oh, she is first. Thank you. I totally forgot about Eleanor because I couldn't see her because I was watching the fight and she's not there yet. Yeah. Um, she is going to turn and grab Calvin by the arm and say, oh my gosh, they've done it again. You've got to stop it. This thing was made as a bodyguard. It's deadly. It's programmed to be lethal against anything octopus-oriented. If it sees the color purple or an octopus tattoo, okay, well, it will stop it. Nothing to protect me. Well, you uh, might want to program it to be a little more discerning. Anyway, let's go. Okay, yes, yes. Go, go. Please, please, go stop it. All right, you stay here. We have questions for you. Well, who are you? We're the ones who can stop this thing. And I turn it, leave it at that just to be annoying and go <laughs> toward the oh. fracas. She lets go of your arm and inside her head, she's wondering if she did the right thing, sending you to face a death machine she created. But in the meantime, the robo Santa is going to reach out and grab the purple tie. So he's going to do a attack and that's a 35% and it rolled a 53. So it lunges out to grab the tie to yank it out of your hand and destroy it, but it does miss and it trips over a workbench and is taking a moment to stable itself. Sally, what are you going to do? I'm going to try to switch on the back of his neck again to see if it's still operational while he's down. Like, come up behind him real quick and hit the button. So he is down, but he is moving and failing. So I'm going to ask you to do agility for that. And you're going to get a minus one hip because of her behavior. So if you roll a one on your ones, it's an automatic failure. Oh, well, 63. And even if I reverse it, yeah, there's no way. You try and get in. And just as you do, it swings wildly. And then you see an opening and you try and get in, but he staggers the other way and you just can't get at the switch. Damn it! Calvin, you are running down the hall. You are adept enough to dodge the scientists that bounced off the wall and hit the floor. Okay. Could be dead, but you don't care. You've got a robot to stop. I wish I knew how acrobatics work because I would like to like use it to leap in and, well, maybe I don't need to. I can just use dramatic flourish. I'm trying to stab his brain with the, my ninja sword. Ooh. I hope to God the ninja sword happens to have a rubber grip because this could be very, very bad for me if it doesn't. Acrobat, the train gymnast are moving past checks are at plus two pips to flip an agility task. Okay. You don't need to spend any story points. Acrobatics is mostly just for flourish. Okay. Because it doesn't help. But I will accept him melee roll from you all right 45 or less come on baby Ooh, nine a nine zero nine uh, nice your sword stabs the brain it hits it and it manages to crack the glass a little bit it causes the wait i was under the impression the brain was exposed it is the brain is like a, a glass or it's like a crystal ball it's got this Blue fluid floating inside. It's a positronic brain. It's got blue positronic fluid that's now tinged okay. purple flowing inside. And you hit the glass part of the brain and you hit it solid and it has cracked, 
and it's caused the fluid to swirl and shake and the glow behind the eyes blink off and on and starts making sounds, but it is still functioning, but you definitely have done some internal damage okay. to it somehow. And, and as I'm entering the room with the sword swinging, I see, line me up for coal this Christmas, you mechanical menace. There you go. Charles. Uh, I see we're in a basement full of equipment. There's got to be like a breaker box or some power lines or something, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a lab. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll try to lead him over to like where there's a big breaker box and power line leading to the equipment. So then hopefully that can set him up for something that Sally or Calvin can do to short him out or something. Sounds good. So you're, you're going to dangle yeah, the I'm, purple and yeah. draw him over. Let's call that another subject. Shall we? All right. Ooh, just make it 74 under my 75. Oh my goodness. That was, it follows you. But the light in his eyes is getting brighter and more stable. It's not flickering as much, but it is still mesmerized by the tie, wants to destroy it and whatever's holding it. Thank goodness it's not still around your neck. I lay it over the breaker box, the tie over the breaker box. Okay. So, and it is going to lunge and it rolls a 24 out of its. 35, so it lunges into the breaker box, sparks fly, it grabs the tie, which is burning, and it's got electricity, it's stuck to the breaker box, vibrating. You, so you know how when you stick a clothespin into a power socket and it shocks you and you can't let go? It's kind of doing that right now. And Eleanor has taken her turn. Sally! I throw my scarf into the breaker bra so that he tries to grab it and gets more electricity shot through him. Okay. Can you do a ranged attack for me? Shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, ranged. Okay. Melee. Uh, ranged. Or you can do it melee. That's fine. 38. 38. Okay. You do succeed. The rubber Santa does lunge at the breaker box. Everyone hears a huge zap and all of the lights go out. If only someone had a flashlight. Good thing I happen to have my trusty <laughs> flashlight here. <laughs> Which I never turned off, so it should still be on, actually. So it's still on? You never turned it off? I never turned it off. So when you attacked it, you were holding a lit flashlight and a sword. Yes. I mean, you have, I have two hands, hands sir. sir. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just building an image, painting a picture. Your flashlight swings around and catches just as the positronic brain on the robot explodes, hurtling glass and purple-tinged blue fluid spattering all across the room. Nobody gets cut, but everyone gets splattered with positronic brain juice. Ew. This will never get out. This is my favorite dress. Damn kids blowing up brains. <laughs> I, um, I, hey, everyone. This is uh, Eleanor Movin. Who are you saying that to? Or, you know, one of oh, the scientists. Right. She's back there. She's, one of the she's, scientists uh, looks, I'm not Eleanor. <laughs> I forgot she stayed back I say. because I told her to. Never mind. Well, of course, I wouldn't assume she did what I told her to. She's a woman. Anyway. Right. 
and yet she's not there where you expected her to be when you introduced Mm -hmm. her. But there is a French scientist spattered with blue who is like, what did you do? We could have learned so much from that. Now it's ruined. It was going to kill everyone. Yes, but imagine the discoveries after it did. You buffoon. You buffoon. We would all be dead. Yes, but the science. No, our the lives science wouldn't nothing. be discovered because we would all be dead before we could discover anything. Well, then you should have stopped it in a way that did not destroy it. I didn't see you doing anything. I am a man of science, not a man of action. No, you're a man of idiocy, and don't waste my time. In fact, get out, I say, moving the sword in his direction. Uh, he looks at the sword, and he turns and runs out the door, probably to get a security guard. Probably, but by then we can be out of here. I'm not too worried about that. I mean, we have to find Eleanor anyway. You saw Eleanor? Where is she? I did. Well, she was right outside, right? Where were we when that all happened? We were. Uh, you were right um, outside the, the stairwell door, yeah. just about 15 feet down the hall. Yeah, she was about 15 feet down the hall. Oh, come on. Let's go talk to her. See if we can figure out what this is all about. All right, let's do that. I told her to stay put, so... So uh, she's not going to be there, because I wouldn't have stayed put if you told me to with that tone. <laughs> well, I didn't have much time to be diplomatic. You guys were in danger. So when we rush over there, is she gone? No, she's not. Huh. She is there, lying collapsed on the floor, unconscious. Oh, shit. Well, at least she's not dead. That's something. Oh, I'm sure she'll find that so comforting. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say unconscious? I meant I'm moving. Oh, all right. I will check. Uh, she's not her. dead. Okay. <laughs> but when you check her, it does not rouse her consciousness. Is there a bump on her head or something? Nope. What the hell? Is there any indication of circuitry? I don't know um, what that would be. Roll an electronics check for me. I don't even think I... Okay, this is going to be fun. Um, I think I have... You or anyone else. Even though I have an electronics box, I think my electronic... Come on, where is it? Mine's only 15. So is mine. Charles, what do you have for electronics? What's electronics? (laughs) All right. Well, oh, that's not good. The first roll was a seven. And the second one... Come on, be... Oh! No, that's still too much. Damn it, I forgot I have 15. Oh, I could flip it and make it 17. That wouldn't do me a damn bit of good. You do not notice any electronics. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, genius. Okay. I'm just teasing. Damn it. Let's take her somewhere other than leaving her laying in the hall and I'll start to pick her up. Yeah. Where's your colonel? Maybe he can help us. There's got to be somebody here who... Well, we need to make sure that, you know, there are some octopus agents around here, so we make sure that... Need to make sure yeah. that they don't get a hold of her. No, we really, at this point, don't know who to trust. The lights remain off. Let's, Let's get, get out of here. Maybe go back to her lab. And how are we going to get her out of the building without anybody seeing us carrying the unconscious woman during a party? Oh, we can pretend she's drunk and we're taking her home. That's a good question. How are you going to get her out without somebody noticing no ideas coming to me okay it was either going to be you sneaking her out or we do the weekends at bernie or or uh you know do the oh she's had a bit too much champagne and it's overwhelmed her we can use somebody's jacket or something drape over her shoulders like we're trying to keep her warm because she's passed out cold and we just want to get her home so she'll be safely tucked away in bed 
Okay, so who wants to try and straighten up her appearances? I imagine that would be like a subterfuge type role, um, unless somebody can think of an alternative. I can do that, and I have a disguise kit so I can make it look like she's somebody else. So oh, yeah, perfect. Yes. Won't be recognized by uh, any so, uh, octopus agents. Do a subterfuge role in the disguise kit. Um, I don't have in front of me. Oh, it wait. gives me two pips. I was going to say two pips, so yay. Thank you. <laughs> that's a three, so that's a success. A three total? A zero yeah. three? Wow, yeah. Nice. She definitely does not look like Eleanor. You've changed her hair, and between you and Sally, you, her face has been made up so that it looks different because she was a plane you maybe took off her glasses because or no you put glasses on her because nobody recognized people when they put glasses on mm. ask clark kent that's not true he was recognized by several people depending on which comic book you read but you know <laughs> for the most part everybody was too dumb to figure it out so she definitely does not look like eleanor Marvin. she looks like a social climber who came here to meet somebody rich in the hopes of eventually getting married and uh, then that person dying and her getting his fortune. If that's the look you were going for. Sure. That's a good story. <laughs> I can sell that. And so you've got her fixed up. Thank goodness you have the flashlight to do your work by. Otherwise you would have had to do all that in the dark. Right. Are you going to go back to the elevator and go through the party that way? What's your thinking? If Calvin's got a, another way observed by fewer people, we'll let him lead us. Well, he can get you into the stairwell, which goes up the back way. So, yeah, Calvin, unless he speaks up, is going to lead you into the stairwell. I and... could speak up, but I don't see it being necessary because that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Guiding the way with your trusty flashlight. You guys would be lost without that thing. Yes. With a trusty flashlight, you guide them up the stairwell into the administrative area, which is still unoccupied. And emergency lighting comes on. It's not, oh my goodness, the power went out. You know what? As you get up, the emergency lighting coming on, the party is in chaos the civilians are trying to leave military personnel are sticking their emergency stations the police are trying to maintain order it's dark it's a chaos mess of noise and bodies moving and emergency lighting just came on though so now there is a ambient light it's not like chandeliers and bright like it was for the party but there's enough to see by and in moments, the police will be able to start restoring order now that people can see they won't be quite as panicked and blindly flailing about. So you've got a brief time to try and take advantage of the chaos to sneak out. What you're going to do? We're going to take advantage of the chaos and sneak out. <laughs> <laughs> so just straight up stealth or straight up sneak? Sneak is the stealth. Yeah, I would say sneak. Yeah. Okay, um, who wants to take the sneak check? 
I got 65. Yeah, I only have 15 in that. And in this dress, I'm not sneaking it anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> Lead the way, young man. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm the same age as you. I think. <laughs> no, he's probably a bit older. He's a retired colonel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not the same age as you, but I can't really say anything because I am the young man. All right. 38. 38. So you uh, managed to. Oh. I don't like you... those little noises he makes. It usually means something good for him and bad for us happens. Yeah. You do manage to make it out into the cover of the night. None of the security or the party staff notice you leave. You make it out the door without anybody commenting. Which is pretty funny since we're carrying the body of Miss Mauvin, aren't we? Sally and Charles are weekend at Bernie's. Bernie's okay. seeing her. Oh, okay. And you, <laughs> and you nice. are providing a stealthy way. But fortunately, you don't have to explain that she's drunk because... You make it out into the night air. With a, actually, you did get past all the security. Nobody stops you. Somebody give me an alertness check, please. 16. Okay. You do notice you are being followed. We're being followed. You are being followed. Yeah, I say that out loud. We're being oh. followed. <laughs> Can you see who it is? I'm not whispering it. I'm making sure they know that I know. We're being followed. Take care of them. We'll get her into a... Okay. All right. I whirl around with my sword in hand and say, stop there. I already saw you following us. Now, who in the hell are you? Roll for me. Why is there no intimidation? Closest thing is charm, but that doesn't seem right. Yeah. You know what? The figure says, hold up. Don't hurt me. I'm with the press. It's not him again, is it? It is Pierre. Martin. Pierre, good God, don't you have anything better to do than... Then follow the story? Of course not. The truth <laughs> must be told. I know, but you have to be so annoying when you do it. That is how I know how to be a journalist. You oh, God. follow the story, you get in people's faces, and then they say interesting things that you report to the public. Yes, well... So where are you going, and why are you taking in a person with you? I'm not taking anybody with me. I My hands were full with a flashlight and a sword. No, but your friends who went on the head, they had somebody. Who was it? I'm not responsible for what they do with their time and their partying shenanigans. Did you, cap- go. Did you capture an octopus agent? Maybe. Or maybe not. Okay, go ahead. I will follow. No, you will not. Go follow up on the party and how it's going and what the president said. There's plenty of stuff to be concerning yourself with instead of what we're doing. Just go. Oh, oh, that will be covered in the society pages. Everyone will be covering that. <laughs> you have the real story. Uh, you could try and roll a charm to convince him that your story isn't as interesting. Right, but it's going to be at a no. minus two pips because he is into conspiracy. How does that work again? If your ones is a It doesn't matter. Two, I rolled a 30. Oh, no. I could flip it if I need to. Sorry. Go on. Um, if the ones is a one or a two, it's an automatic failure. Well, if I flip it with two story points, it'll be a 27. Okay. I'm not sure this is really worth flipping, honestly. No, I rolled a 72. I failed. Okay. So what he's saying makes a lot of sense as a reporter. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. Yeah. I just don't have to admit it in front of him. So he he is is determined to follow you or 
Uh, Let, bring fine, me just, with you if you bring just me do, with do, you. Just you know, do what you have to do. Just stay the hell out of our way. And I well, push well, past him. Yeah, but while they've been having this conversation, we would get in a cab and we take off. Oh, yeah. But Calvin will find us. Not? He knows where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then, yeah, that worked. You sold him. And your teammates oh. drive off. And... and I see them just as they're driving off. See, now look what you did. You had to be very bad at following, and you made me lose. I don't even know where they are now. Come with me to a bar. I would buy you a drink, and you can tell me what happened tonight. I don't want to tell you what happened. I want to find my friends. Do you not want a free drink, my friend? No. Uh, you're now probably too young to drink anyway. I'm, I am not. A, <laughs> you know what? Fine. I'll take your. No, no, I'm not going to take your damn drink. I'm going to go find my friends. Okay. I will follow you. No, no, you've done enough. Okay, thank you. It was a pleasure chatting my, with you. I am going to use my, I don't know how yet. I have a prestidigitation skill. I would like to disappear in a puff of smoke. So like a ninja, you're going to drop a ninja bomb and disappear in a puff of smoke? <laughs> yep, yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, you get plus two for the ninja bomb. Um, okay. Because I don't care if your kit says you have it or not. That's just beautiful. <laughs> um and your pressed digitation right. is a 65, yeah. Yes, it is. So I'm rolling that now, and I got, come on, baby. And a one or a two uh, is an automatic success. I on got the a one twi- digit. I got 22. Oh, you got good karma. I um, got good karma on top of everything else. So that's going to cancel out the bad karma that I never did anything with anyway. But you do okay. get a story point for that. Sweet. All right. So now I have four. I was going to spend a story point to include a smoke bomb if I needed to, but yeah. you didn't ask me. No, because that was too fun. Um, <laughs> so you disappear in a puff of smoke. Uh, Pierre shrugs his shoulder and goes to a bar to make something up about what happened tonight. <laughs> okay. Charles and Sally, where are you headed? Well, Sally, maybe we need to go back to her lab. She seemed to be working on something there. Maybe there something you could see to her see what's wrong with yeah, her. yeah they're going to look for us at the hotel once they yeah we have octopus agents next door <laughs> yeah let's go back to the mall hopefully calvin will think to look for us there i did and, mention it before we left i think he was in the scene at the time at the time when you were all three together i believe when you mentioned i would spend a story point to say my character has the hunch of where they would go if i need to if, it, um, if that's something you can do with story points in this game you know what? I'll say it is something you can do with story points, but I'm not going to make you do it because you were in the scene when okay. they were talking about when you guys were discussing where to go. I don't know if it was definitively said that's where you were going to go, but it was the only place that was mentioned. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, they said her lab. They didn't say her lab at the mall or her lab in the VW camper van by the water mill. So there are two labs they could have been talking We'll let well, him figure that out. Yeah. yeah. That, that'll, the, so the taxi driver's driving to the mall, and but he's saying, you know, the mall is closed, and the bar there, which is usually open, is shut down due to damage from the attack. Are you sure I cannot take you somewhere else? And yeah, no, we're, we're meeting a friend. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. It is not my place to ask. He whistles a French tune. Pulls over and lets you out at the mall, which is closed. We know the back way in. Yeah. You do know the back way in. Uh, if one of you wants to roll a little bit of a sneak roll, 
just to avoid any stray passersby or spies uh, watching I the building. Dirk, what do you have? I have a 15 and sneak. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're carrying dead weight with yeah. us. So. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so uh, you want to roll or want me to roll? You go ahead and roll. Okay. Yeah. Well, with my 38 is not going to be particularly <laughs> sneaky. Okay. So you guys are swaying and, and walking down the street, continuing to maintain the, oh, she's so wasted. As you get to the entrance to the alley, you see another threesome. There's a gentleman in a working class outfit and a lady in like a cocktail waitress outfit. And they've got a man between them who's swaying and looking incredibly drunk. And they look at you and give you a knowing nod and wave as they go by. Give them the nod back. <laughs> and then... And uh, nothing else happens as you turn to the alleyway to the back entrance. And as far as you know, other than the chance encounter with another couple walking their drunk friend home, you were completely unobserved. I'm sure we were. <laughs> <laughs> you have no trouble getting in and you have no trouble getting back to the lab. But Eleanor does not come out of it yet she is breathing she is alive like find her like pat or something lay her down i'll look for any sort of uh first aid kit so i can help sally investigate what's wrong with her bring her around okay this is going to be a medicine roll but because he's helping you're going to get a a plus two pip so even if you fail if the ones is a one or two it's an automatic success well i got a double zero and seven seven that's yep. a seven. Yep. So from your examination, you see that she was not struck unconscious. There was not a blow. He does not seem to be actually drunk. You would need an invasive test to test for any kind of drugs. But it looks like it was just something that she just went unconscious for what you can tell no reason. But she is breathing regularly. And you think if you let her rest for just a few minutes, you should be able to wake her up in a more natural manner. Yeah. I don't see anything actually wrong with her, so I guess we're just going to wait a couple minutes and see if she comes out of it. If she doesn't, I guess we need to get her into a hospital so she can get a check. So let's give it a couple minutes while we're waiting for Calvin to hopefully meet up with us. All right, I'll make a cup of tea or something over here. Looking for the teapot. She does have a teapot and a Bunsen burner you cook over. Uh, You will have to break into either the employee break room or the actual store to get the tea. But that should be no trouble because nobody's around. I mean, no, there's like two security guards, but I'm not going to make you roll. I think you can. They've got flashlights and heavy boots. You can hear them coming and duck out of the way. Yeah, give me a subterfuge roll just for fun. Subterfuge? Okay. We'll or that. sneak. <laughs> or no, let's just sneak. Sneak's less likely to be yeah. successful. Yeah. No, that's not going to be successful. Okay. Don't get my you, tea? Yeah, you... Um, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> were, were you in the break room to steal it or were you going to steal from the actual store? I was going to go to the break room. Okay. So as you're rifling through, you 
didn't actually hear, despite the books, you didn't actually hear the security guard come in and suddenly the lights to the break room come on and you're caught with your hand in the tea jar and the security guard's like, hey, what are you doing in here? And he pulls Getting out his uh, nightstick. Getting some tea. Might be time to try some of that charm there. <laughs> Store's closed. Why are, what are, um, I have no record of anyone working late. I'm, I'm a guest of Madame Marvin who lives upstairs. Madam, Madam Marvin, Madam Marvin. Oh, the crazy scientist who built the <laughs> robot. Oh, you're a guest? Go ahead and roll a charm. See if he buys your story. Yeah, it's 32. Yeah. 32. Six, uh, it's a six well, so, what's she like? Quiet. I hear the quiet. Oh. <laughs> I heard the crazy ones. I didn't think she'd be quiet. Well, good for you, lad. Just don't go sneaking around. And she should have registered you at the front desk when she came in. Ah, well, you know, we were in a bit of a hurry. Well, I'm going to need your name for the log. Uh, you know, I think for this, you would just give his real name. Okay. Okay, one Charles Gordon. Well, thank you, Charles, and have a good time. And don't sneak around so much. It makes us nervous. And he puts his billy club nightstick back in his its holster because he oh. doesn't have a gun because he's a security guard. No, and I like leave some coins there for the cost of the tea that I'm taking. Oh, oh what a good man. And it's good that crazy lady has somebody to keep her company and he goes on his rounds and by that time you've made it to the mall calvin okay. uh, well actually i don't know that where did you go i'm sorry after you disappeared from pierre where did you go i figured there was a 50 50 shot of getting it right so i would try the mall first okay and my intention is to use my agility and ride the running boards of passing cars and end up there. If they're making a different turn, I just jump off and find the next car that's heading my way and just sort of agilely leap up onto the running board and um, and so on and so on. That is daring and exciting. And could you make me an agility Check and this time acrobatics would apply, so you're at a plus two pips. Okay, and I rolled a ten. Nice. Yeah, okay. one and zero. So you you grab onto a running board and you duck down. Nobody sees you, and the car starts to turn away from your direction, and you jump and flip over and land in the back of a pickup truck that's going a different direction, and. <laughs> It drives you to ways and it stops at the stoplight and get over on the bumper. And as it starts to move, you jump into somersault and come up on a, a laundry truck that's stopped to pick up a thing. And it goes to a couple different stops and you manage to keep maneuvering around the truck, staying out of every time it stops. You manage to stay out of sight of the delivery driver until it stops at the uniform rental laundry the laundry service at the back end of the mall because it's got back end space that it rents because they don't need an actual shop front. Um, right. And you slip into the shadows of the mall. And how are you going to get into the mall? Hmm. Are you going to climb the wall with your climbing claws? Or are you going to go in through the back entrance that Sally and 
Charles used? Are you going to try and sneak in through a friend interest, Jiminy the Lock? I haven't had a chance to use my climbing claws yet, so I think I'm going to go that route. Okay. Why don't you give me another agility roll, please? Okay. Oh, another one in the tens. I like this. Fifteen. You start to climb the wall on the back of the mall in the alley space. It hasn't been raining, so you're getting good grip. You get about halfway up, and you hit a loose brick, and you fall, and you die. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it was but... 15 out of 65, man. Come on. <laughs> Sally, could you give me an alertness check? Sure. Thank you. While she's rolling, I think after this adventure, assuming we will play these characters again, I'm going to change, if I can, my signature gadget to my ninja gear, because that seems to be working out much better much for me. Better. Mm-hmm. But you've got so much use out of your flashlight. Yeah, but nothing that makes it less than an ordinary flashlight. We didn't do the walkie-talkie <laughs> and the handle thing or any of that stuff. Well, so. you had it. You just, nobody else did. <laughs> That's true. Right. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see. But I really like this ninja thing. Yeah. What was your alertness, Sally? I don't have nothing. 75. Okay. Eric, you come up. And you see through a window and you see Sally is staring intently, worrying over Eleanor. Uh, she does not notice you in the window. I will knock on the window quietly. Ah, what was that? <laughs> you, you turn and there's a shadowy figure in the window across the... Remember that plank you have to cross because of the hole in the floor? Yep. It, it was put back there, and there's a shadowy figure in the window in the room across the plank. It's staring inside. You can't quite make out what it is. Mm, let's see. Well, I'm assuming they can't hear me if I speak because the window's closed. I will and attempt to signal with my flashlight. The shadowy figure in the window blinds you with the flashlight. <laughs> it keeps flicking it on and off, so it, it God blinds you. It, and Calvin, the- will you stop that <laughs> shit off? How many times have I told you? Don't scare the crap out of me like that. <laughs> Jesus, H. Christ. About that time, Charles, you come back with the tea. You come back in time to hear Sally's tirade at Calvin. I don't know. Settle down. He's got a little- let me in. Do you let him in? What's with the hesitation? <laughs> I'll let Sa- I'm, I'm letting Sally see to that. I'm making the tea. Okay. <laughs> As I motion you to come across the plank, Charles, and then I very slowly, casually lean against the wall, just staring at the window, and finally, slowly start back across the plank to open the window for him as slowly as I possibly can. Stopping to look up at the rafters several times as I... (laughs) So, Charles, you make the tea and you bring it over and Eleanor starts to stir. You just need to to get a good whiff of tea and bring it around. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, How much vodka did you put in that tea? That And it's 7.55. She puts uh-huh. down her spoon and says, oh, hello. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cause she was... Oh, because oh, she started to stir. Ah, yes. Ah, yeah. ah, ah. She sees you and she awakes with a start, looks around as though she was afraid she was captured by octopus or something. And that's where we'll leave it for now. Okay. 
Excellent. That was fun. Yeah. And I'm glad remote playing worked out so well. I was worried. Oh, yeah, because you're not where you are. No. Well, we are where we are, but it's not where we usually are. Oh, are you where, we... where you are? Yes. Oh. As far as I know. I mean, how do I know I'm here? I don't see myself so well. Well, but... I didn't think you and I, I thought Manissa was where you usually are. Oh, nope. We're both here because we were trying to keep my stubborn girlfriend from driving. Fair enough. <laughs> It worked out very well. She took my keys and drove my car instead of her yeah, car. Exactly. My <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. We had <sighs> to keep her from driving. Yeah, we rolled a one. Well, thank you all. That was fun. Thank I you. probably could have done less stalling and finished the adventure tonight, but for sure it's going to end next time we meet. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. good night. Thanks, Turk. It was fun. Yeah. And there you have it. So next time, as Zophor said, is going to be the finale for this Troubleshooters adventure. I really like this system. I'm not familiar with most of the material that, according to the game book, was its inspiration. But uh, I may have to look into it, especially now that I can read comics after a fashion. Uh, Because I think most of the inspiration was based on comic books. So it'll be fun to track those down. But uh, in the meantime, next issue for us will be the conclusion of Star Wars Rebel Breakout. So we've got conclusions galore coming up. But don't worry, the podcast is not concluding. We are just concluding these little adventures. So until next time, this is Blind Geek thanking you for listening and reminding you that your imagination is just like a jetpack. You've got to keep it fired up. And always... Let it soar!